Welcome to the Train With Abs podcast where I talk about everything fitness, nutrition, mindset, health, mental health, business, you name it, we talk about it. I'm going to be releasing a new episode every single Monday so make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to it depending what your viewing is on so that you can make sure to never miss an episode. You probably will know me from my Instagram, which is abs underscore eats with three S's. I have my YouTube and TikTok as well if you want to head over and follow those if you don't already. And my business, Train With Abs, which has its own Instagram account with that handle as well. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Any suggestions I'm always happy to take. Just feel free to message me them on Instagram and enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I hope you're well. So today I'm going to talk about five personal trainer red flags. Um, So things to look out for if you do have a personal trainer or maybe even if you are one or hoping to be one. You know, we are all learning and that's one of the reasons I wanted to create this podcast to help everyone learn. I'm always still learning myself because there's always going to be new information that comes out and keeping on top of it is really important. But I think this is a big reason why these red flags are so kind of important because in my opinion, well, I think it should just be fact, but to be a good coach, to be a good personal trainer, you need to be on top of all the most recent information. And a lot of the things I'm going to go over isn't groundbreaking. It's not like it's just been discovered in the last year. It's stuff that's been around for a while. Um, And I think that a lack of of understanding of these things just shows kind of a lack of willingness to continue learning and obviously um, you know if you're paying someone to help you then you would hope that they know what they're talking about so um, yeah five personal trainer red flags Um, if your personal trainer does kind of sound familiar with the things that I'm talking about then maybe you know you could make some polite suggestions to them if some of these things that you you know you have kind of done yourself you can make some changes to how you view things or maybe if you're a trainer how you interact with your clients um I'm sure there could be way more than five but I'm just kind of gonna give the top five that I think are kind of most essential because as I said we are all learning and obviously everyone has different levels of experience and that's no problem but I think the thing that really needs to be emphasized is just a willingness to learn whereas I know a lot of people will do the personal trainer qualification which if we're being honest is very very easy to get um yeah people will just get the qualification and then that's it whereas you should be doing following up qualifications you should be doing higher qualifications you should be constantly learning even if you're not you can't afford the qualifications you know you should be constantly every week or even every day aiming to expand your knowledge a little bit and at least that is my opinion so um number one is pretty obvious but suggesting very low calories so around your bmr the inspiration for this podcast actually was i went to get my brows done yesterday and she was telling me about how um her trainer has put her on a thousand calories a day and i just had to sit there and kind of nod politely you there is no need for you to be sitting around your bmr that's your basal metabolic rate so even if you're kind of like lying in bed all day and doing absolutely nothing you still need those calories and although yes you you might bring be able to bring down calories really low and not have negative impacts at some point you probably will um and I'm just talking about the physical side of things of course mentally there can be huge problems that come from that if someone is eating very restrictive calories every single day that can obviously lead to binge restrict cycles that could lead to potentially disordered eating or even go as far as an eating disorder um of course these things sometimes take time but I would say there is no benefit to bringing down calories very low especially since you don't have to bring someone's calories to around your their BMR just 
to make them lose fat and if they cannot lose fat on reasonable calories then you can reverse their calories up so that they can so in my opinion there is well I don't again I don't think it's my opinion but I'm just saying that to um not cause too much controversy but I think there is really no need for someone's calories to be at their BMR it just doesn't make sense and back to the whole lack of understanding I think that's kind of one of the things that it comes back to because often people will see the equation for BMR think that that's someone's maintenance calories and then put them under it and it's like no that's not how it works um your basic metabolic rate is kind of what your body needs even just to kind of survive and that's not including calories needed or burned through digestion that's not counting in for any exercise um you know there are so many things that aren't even considered with BMR so you realistically to be healthy should be having at least your BMR but often a significant um way above that so that's kind of main number one and there's an analogy that I really like to use with my clients thinking about the body I don't think I've used on this podcast yet but if I have then here you go you get to listen to it again um and imagine that all your bodily functions are one giant light switch so you've got one for your menstrual cycle one for your skin health one for your hair one for your nails one for your energy one for your sleep and all when you're healthy when you're eating enough food all these switches are switched on body is doing its thing and overall you're pretty healthy and happy with maybe the odd occasion of being ill or something when you have a significant amount of time eating pretty low calories or calories that are essentially too low for your body's needs, what it will do is try and conserve energy to go towards the things that it views to be most important to keep you alive. So keeping your heart pumping, keeping your lungs breathing all these things that it knows if I don't do this I will die so these other ones that it uses maybe less essential it will start to switch off so that's why sometimes people's hair becomes thinner or they lose their periods or whatever because all these little switches that are slightly less important still important but slightly less than keeping you literally alive start to switch off um often they can be undone if you can actually get yourself to a much better point again with food but obviously that's not good and that's not a sign of being healthy and although you can have aesthetic goals yes for sure surely if you're putting all this effort into with your you know putting the attention into your food and your training and your activity to be happy and healthy surely you would want your body to be healthy so suggesting really low calories it's not needed um there is the argument you know some people use oh you know it's just for a short amount of time so you know I think I'm not gonna really go into that because I think you know you can just end up going around in circles on it but especially for females when things like hormones can be so off if you're not having enough food um you know I would argue if you can't lose fat without being on really really low calories then fat loss shouldn't be your aim right now you need to get your calories to a better point so that you can prioritize both your health and fat loss at the same time so that would be um, my number one and I think you know reverse dieting is a very well-known concept um and it's not too difficult to understand once you kind of have the information that you need so again I would suggest that you know if you are personal training and you don't understand that concept and you think that to make people lose fat you just forever bring down their calories then that's definitely something that needs to be looked at because it's damaging health wise in terms of both physical and uh, and in a lot of cases mental too and also the damage is quite long lasting so a lot of these people that will argue oh it's fine you know I bring down the calories they lose the fat it's fine they starve all their clients that's fine but then it's people like me who then have those clients come to me afterwards and we have to spend years kind of fixing the damage that is done from these previous trainers that think it's okay to starve people so you know again if you are someone that has brought calories down very very low and you think oh it's all fine probably your clients aren't telling you how you're actually feeling and then eventually at some point these things catch up to them and then it's down to kind of someone else or them to deal with the problem so it's not 
a good thing to do. So number two is going to be slightly related and not listening to concerns or signs from the body that something isn't quite right. So for example, if your client is binging, if your client has lost your period, there's period. And with period loss, you know, sometimes it can be due to something else. Um, You know, people's bodies are different. Some people have different conditions that affect their period. So obviously, you know, they need to go to the doctor and get that checked out. But if the calories are quite low and they've lost their period or their exercise is very, very high and they've lost their period, my assumption would be probably it has something to do with that. So any of these big changes that happen with either their body or their mental health or their attitude towards food, they need to be looked at. And I think it's important to kind of keep on top of that. Like I will always ask my clients in every check in like, where are you at in your cycle? Do you have your period? Have you not had your period, etc.? And um, it's just so that we can kind of keep tabs on that. And if it's been a long time and they haven't had a period, then we, you know, start to look at that. Um, but especially if someone's actually brought that up to you, I know um, there's a very well-known uh, personal trainer or online coach, we should call it. And um, I've had many, many, many people come to me from her and um, most of them, it's a very similar pattern where they have actually told her that they have been binging and they, you know, this has never happened to them before, and it's started happening with her, or they've lost their period, and there has been absolutely no changes made, if anything, the calories have been told, been made lower, and they've been told to just be more disciplined, which is, to me, is, like, mind-boggling, because, you know, if you have ever experienced any of these things, like binging or whatever, it's not a choice, and other things need to be changed so that it doesn't happen, it's not something that you feel that you're even in control of, it's not a choice to binge so to me that's a huge red flag to not listen to concerns because sometimes mistakes are made sometimes somebody's some people's bodies react to things different to other people's um which is why you should always be careful with what you're doing but I think someone literally comes to you and says there is something wrong with me that's only just happened even if it's not related to the training you still need to adjust to that you still need to kind of come up with the best plan of action and at least acknowledge it so that you know that what you're doing is definitely the right thing so that's another big one and again I think I'm just so passionate about these two just because I see the other end of it when people have come to me from these coaches and then we have to kind of spend a very long time sorting these things out. Um, So number three I would say is not bringing calories up after a diet. Again this is very basic knowledge fair enough not taught in a PT qualification but most things aren't most PT qualifications are very outdated so again this is why you should be constantly learning or trying to learn. Um, If you don't bring calories up after a diet there is no reason to not it doesn't mean that you're going to necessarily lose more fat or stay as lean and often it means several things if you don't bring calories up after a diet often people are a hell of a lot more likely to gain it back because if they are stuck on these low calories um, and then that becomes their new maintenance with time because their body's so used to having very very low calories so makes those necessary adaptations then as soon as they eat like a normal person and they're having more food they end up gaining the fat so whereas if you had reversed calories up to a much better maintenance point they can live their life not feel like they're dieting and not have any of those kind of negative maybe mental impacts of sticking on low calories for a long period of time but also keep off the fat loss that they worked so hard to have so it makes zero sense to keep calories low unless you're still in the dieting phase but as soon as your dieting phase is done there is no reason to not increase your calories so to me that is just again very basic and if you've kind of been with someone for a couple years and they've had you on very low calories for the whole time then I would kind of ask questions as to why because it does a lot more harm than good in several ways and even just in terms of keeping off the fat that you have lost so that's number three Number four is 
suggesting overexercise. So this can be subjective. It does depend on the person and their goals, but the majority of people do not need to train twice a day. Most people don't even need to train six times a week. Um, Some people don't even need to train five times a week. So I think if someone's telling you to do two workouts a day and do 20,000 steps and all this stuff, it's just not needed. You can lose fat without doing those things um you're just going to end up burning yourself into the ground and especially if fat loss is the goal I know I'm talking about fat loss a lot here but I think it's because a lot of these issues that I'm talking about do relate to people coaching through other people people coaching other people there we go through fat loss phases um so over exercise is not going to help just probably shoot your cortisol through the roof and maybe even at some point make it more difficult to continue having the fat loss that you need maybe burn yourself out maybe end up having um, an injury at some point it's like when in lockdown when everyone went absolutely crazy on the hit and now everyone's got bad needs from it you know it's hard lesson to learn but more is not always better especially when it comes to exercise so a reasonable training plan is important also just well this is this kind of links to it just basic knowledge with programming you do not need to be having 20 exercises in a workout it doesn't make any sense and these are all very basic things that in my opinion anyone that is training anyone else should be aware of and should know but it is um, surprisingly common that people don't understand that so that's another big one um, managing exercise because I know the other three have been a bit more towards the food side of things then number five uh, so really really linking to the training kind of multiple times a day side of things which again unless you're an elite athlete or something you pretty pretty much don't need to do um, so another one is kind of links to the programming side of things and just not knowing how to program and how to program correctly we all make mistakes I used to think sumo deadlifts were good for glutes I know awful but we all make these mistakes but the thing is if you are putting in the effort every day to be learning to be improving then you will find out very quickly what your mistakes are and you'll be able to correct them so especially when there's so much even just on the internet on Instagram and and TikTok and stuff you don't even have to be necessarily looking at studies to learn a lot if you're listening to the right people um online um so even things like using bands in exercises that just should not be banded so for example when people put a mini band around their knees to do an rdl a romanian deadlift it makes absolutely no sense it's a hip hinge movement if if you were going to add a band you would add it around your waist so that the resistance is in the same direction as your direction of movement or the opposing way i guess because it's pulling you the other way um but I mean aside from that putting it around your legs does nothing and it's the same for many many uh glute focused exercises you know just adding a band for example in hip thrust is going to stop you getting to full hip extension which is essentially what is going to help you really put that tension on the glutes it makes it harder because you're trying to have that abduction which doesn't go in alignment with the hip extension and then you just end up not making the most of your hip thrust which is just makes zero sense if you want to make it harder add some more weight so just doing things like that or banding every single move movement that someone's trying to do even banding lunges are really just some of the stuff I've seen is just like where have you got that from um so yeah not really having an understanding of programming I touched it on it before but having like 20 30 exercises in a workout doesn't make sense um often a lot of hit workouts as well are just people throw together a load of exercises just to try and get someone's heart rate up which isn't the idea as well and often isn't helpful so yeah there's a a lot of things that you could talk about with programming and kind of not understanding basic form I actually was checking at one of my clients squat form today 
And um, I just said, oh, you know, by the way, you don't have to squeeze your bum at the top of a squat. And she was like, what? My previous coach or whatever told me to do that. That's how you target the glutes. Obviously, it's not all the tension is in your glutes at the bottom of the squat. And then as you stand up, if you're pushing your hips forward, you're going to hyperextend your lower back, probably have lower back pain and not be in a good position so um it's just you know people encouraging people to do things that first of all don't work and also are potentially harmful for them like that with bad form is a big red flag for me as well so we are always learning and I don't think don't if you are someone that is new to training other people don't let this put you off but let it encourage you to actually learn and make sure that you are kind of constantly developing constantly improving your understanding and I think there's some level of mistakes that are fine to be made you know for example you know if you're making someone do sumo deadlifts and their main goal is glutes nothing bad is going to happen to them doing the sumo deadlift sumo deadlift can be great for getting your strength up because it's a lot easier to move more weight than maybe a conventional deadlift because your range of motion is going to be smaller um but at the same time are you going to be optimizing their glute growth definitely not so that is going to be something that's obviously maybe a little bit annoying and when they're kind of really growing their adductors they're probably going to wonder why but it's not going to harm them but some of these things and the majority of what I've said the reason it's so important is because you do not want to be causing anyone any physical or mental problems by going through coaching it should be a positive thing you should come out more well informed should come out hopefully feeling a lot better both physically and mentally and um, and it's important that you're able to be flexible and, and listen to things when when they change you know in terms of if someone's body isn't reacting well to something then you need to maybe make some adjustments so hopefully this is helpful just some red flags to look out for unfortunately very very common red flags um and yeah just something to think about and i hope you enjoy this episode Thanks for listening to this podcast. I'll be back with another episode next Monday. Please remember to subscribe to it and like it if you enjoyed and want to make sure that you don't miss another episode. And remember to follow me on my social media channels. I will leave the link to all of them in the description. 